0: the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is, is AV
1: AV Nation. Nation.
0: this is AV Nation.
2: This is AV Nation.
3: This
4: is Tim Albright with AV Nation with an AV Nation special and incredibly Special, Aviation special uh, a, a young lady that has had an awful lot of impact on my life and a whole lot of other people's lives uh, has announced that she is retiring uh, Corey Schaefer uh, currently with QSC uh, is is hanging up uh, her her headphones and her tweakers uh, and she is going uh, to go enjoy some time with family and I'm incredibly happy for her um so we are this is all about her this is all about celebrating her and her life and, and her legacy and with me to do that because I am in no way shape or form qualified to do this by myself first and foremost Megan Della from Ray Publications and the the uh and the launch platform welcome ma'am
5: hey thanks for having me Corey I'm so excited to get you at to ask you all these questions that I've always wanted to know
4: also with us is Dan Farisi from Commercial Integrator welcome sir
6: Thank you very much for having me, and uh, it's wonderful to be part of this, Corey, and to celebrate your career and everything you've contributed and continue to contribute to our industry. And the uh, guest of honor, uh, lady of the hour, Corey Schaefer, welcome, ma'am.
0: Thank you for having me, and and um, th- thanks for having me. <laughs> I hope I don't hope well, I don't love you. this. This is you know somewhat. Uh, I'm I'm super excited for this next chapter. Um, but, um, and I'm really hoping I don't get too emotional leaving because I just love this industry so much,
4: you know? And I would argue that this industry, uh, loves you as well. Um, that you've had an awful lot of impact. You've had a lot of positions, volunteer and, and, uh, in your day job as it were. Uh, so first and foremost, we're going to kick this off and hand it to Megan Dutta and let her, uh, begin the conversation.
5: Um, so Corey, I hope you wore waterproof mascara today. One of the things we've done, you know, AV Nation is doing this special, Commercial Integrator, Dan is doing a write-up about you, and Rave put together a video montage of what you mean to people in the industry. We're not going to show the full thing today, that'll be on ravepubs.com, avnation.tv, and commercialintegrator.com coming up. We're going to roll some clips, so let's start with Joe Pham of QS. Hi, Corey.
7: Oh my gosh. Congratulations on your retirement. I am truly, truly bummed that you are leaving us but I'm so happy for you and for you to start this next part of your life. Super thankful for everything you've given to QSC and really really grateful that you chose to end uh, you know the final years of your very storied career with us and that means a lot to me and it means a lot to so many of your teammates here at QSC. Um, You know they say our industry is about relationships and all of the great people in our industry uh, you, my friend, are on the top of that list, okay? You know, it's like, everybody likes Corey. I know, everybody likes Corey. And it's not, it's not because you're just nice, and even though you're a very, very nice person, uh, it's because you've made such a great difference uh, in so many people's lives for the better, including mine. So thank you, Corey, for everything that you've done. I wish you the very, very best going forward. Don't be a stranger to your family here at QSC, okay? Take care
0: so corey what do you think (laughs) so i love joe fam so much because he's just such a real guy and when i made this decision i actually wanted to communicate it directly to qsc you know in person and i was like how much notice you give i don't really know and um i report up to jason moss who's a a really great guy and we were going to do a team meeting in costa mesa so I thought, well, I'm gonna wait till I'm in Costa Mesa, I can see Jason face to face. So this will be about 30 days, you know, notice because I originally had planned to retire on April 1st. And I go down there and he, I said, Hey Jason, you know, can I get about 15 minutes? So we walked the parking lot of QSC. And uh, so we're walking, you know, and he just did not see it coming. And so I, you know, I tell him and, and uh, I tell him in a way um, because he was out, he was laying out other opportunities for me and I was just thanking him for that, but just saying, hey, I just don't think this is a time that I can do that. And matter of fact, as I began to think about the opportunities you're laying out, um, I've made the, you know, um, I made the decision to retire and I wanted to retire on April 1st. And he just stopped and he goes, no. Um, <laughs> And I go, no. And he goes, no. <laughs> um, and anyway, we talked it out. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to lunch with Joe. Um, uh, it'd be really great if you could tell Joe in person. Um, and so anyway, I did tell Joe in person. And Joe's so cute. He said, Corey, are you sure? I mean, like, um, uh, I've got five things to say to you. And then he rattled off. Okay, one, you know, and then two. And then he goes, uh, three. Okay, I only have three things to tell you, um, but it was kind of like, you know, if it's you want um, maybe less time or maybe you want to be a contract or, you know, um, you know. And, and when he, real, you know, we were discussing it, he realized that the decision was made, um, but then he said, um, if you ever want to come back, you have a home here, which is, just so incredible and even when him laying out I've got five things to tell you you know when he rattles off and he goes okay just three um it's just so real and authentic and um what Joe Fam really cares about and why I think he's such an impactful leader at QSC is that uh he um he wants people to be excited and love what they do And he does care about uh, this life-work balance very much, you know, and he does care about, you know, mindfulness. And um, it has been an honor really to work at QSC, but really to know Joe. And um, what people may not know is when I went to QSC, I did not know Joe Fam. Matter of fact, I called him up because he was on the board of Avixa. And I just said, Hey, we don't know each other, but we run in many of the same circles. We know many of the same people. And I'd love the opportunity to get to know you. And he said, Well, if you're ever in Costa Mesa, you know, let's do lunch. I said, Well, I'm in Costa Mesa a lot. So we went to lunch. And the, we came back to QSC, and we he gave me a tour of the facility. And here's this guy who's, super, you know, he's just so authentic. He's in shorts, flip flops. We're walking the manufacturing floor. And what really impacted me uh, was. He knew everyone's name on the manufacturing floor, and it wasn't a kind of i'm going to spout off these names to impress it was just you could you you know when somebody's authentic and real and he knew he just knew their names right and um the reason I chose to join q s c um you know uh, I was fortunate because he he wanted me to join and put together an offer but uh I wanted to go somewhere where the company and I shared the same values and we do. And QSC it has these values about life work balance and what's in the best interest of people and getting people really excited about what they do and, you know, th- that passion. And it's not about this hierarchy like, hey, I'm the CEO. And so, you know, he is not that at all. He is the real deal. And it really has been um it's been really eye-opening because until I met a CEO like Joe Fam, I had never met a CEO like this guy, you know, that, that wasn't about um, his position and, you know, uh, you know, the chest pounding. He's not that at all, um, which I think reflects throughout the organization. You know, he's, he's an amazing guy. And I'm grateful that I'll always have a home there because, you know, I got to tell you, one wonders. like I I saw the announcement from Rave this week about Randy Klein. And, um, you know, like he retired in October and now like he's kind of back with excite, you know, and, and that happens so much in our industry. And I kind of wonder, like, I don't think that is going to be me. I really don't think so. I'm so excited about this next chapter. I really don't <laughs> think that's me. But it does kind of cause me to look and go, you know, maybe we are, you know, um, Hotel California, right? You can check in but never leave. I don't know, <laughs> but but it's good to know I have a home if I need one.
4: <laughs> we we have said for years that the that the AV industry is a lot like the mob. You you think that you're out, but then they pull you back in. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah, so true. A lot of people at um, ISC said, "I don't see it. I don't believe it. I'll call you in six months." <laughs> like oh, okay. <laughs>
5: Well, you know, I've already told you, you have to still go to trade shows and make that your vacation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, um, some people don't know this, but um, I met um, the man I married, who I adore. I We actually met at a trade show. So we met at an NAB show. And when we were planning to get married, so we got married, you know, few, several years later, but when we were planning, what is our date of marriage? We were working it around trade shows because we have so many friends in the industry that, you know, they're at Infocom when it's their anniversary, right? So they're never home. So we're like, hey, we don't want to do that. So we were trying to work our wedding date around the industry events. And then I said, hey, why don't we just get married in Vegas again during the NAB show because they're all our friends anyway, right? And we could kind of do an Elvis wedding or something, which they may not be doing that anymore, but then they were, um, you know, and he's like, no, no, not going to do that. But um, we, we kind of worked our wedding date around, <laughs> around the industry events.
6: Corey, a question I have for you is, since QSC is such a wonderful home for you and you have nothing but great things to say about it, I know that the pandemic uh, kind of was a moment of crystallization or a moment of revelation for you. And I think that kind of spurred in some ways you're thinking about reorganizing your life priorities, deciding to retire. Can you share some insight into the pandemic and the extent to which that revealed maybe how you want to reprioritize your life and approach this next chapter?
0: Thanks, Dan. Yeah, COVID was a big reason why I made this decision decision. And my husband and I throughout our whole relationship, um, you know, very focused on our careers, traveling the crazy life. And I remember even right up until I think our state shut down like March 17th or something in 2020. But you know, we had been to ISE, we get back, I went to an AV users group in the Bay Area. I mean, I was we were both just on this hamster wheel of work, 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 you know, traveling, traveling, we had never spent um, you know, even a month solid together because just life was crazy, and then COVID hits and everything shuts down. And when COVID first hit, I personally was very, um, you know, afraid of okay, what it, what is this? Right, we're just hearing how bad it was, and um, and so both my husband and I were home and we were working, and I thought, how's this gonna go? Because we have never spent this much time together, and what happened was really beautiful because. Um, I adore him, but the more time I spend with him, including 24-7 uh, nonstop, I mean, it was wonderful. It was wonderful in every way. And, you know, we actually thought this was only going to last maybe a couple of months, right? But it just went on and on. And quite frankly, right, we're still in it. And um, so when, when that happened, I mean, I just, I had never experienced it, so I didn't know how great it felt. And it was amazing. And then um, in our family, we have, you know, aging parents. And so his, uh, on his side, his mother's having some health challenges and she's in her 90s. And we realize just how important it is, you know, when you can't see somebody because of COVID, you're not allowed to travel and you're just afraid to even bring something to somebody that's older. Um, We just realize how important that time is and it's, you know, um, and then my parents in Montana, I, I didn't see them for 18 months. And um, I just really miss them. And I, quite frankly, I, that, but I had not missed them like that, you know, before. And then I have four grandchildren under the age of five and not seeing them, um, it just caused you to kind of reprioritize. And then in late November of just last year, 2021, I had one of my very closest friends die of COVID. Hmm. And so I did her service in uh, Utah in December and watched her 20 year old sons, you know, really put this service together and arrange everything. And I just remember sitting there just thinking, you know, what is it all for, right? I mean, yes, I love work and I love QSC, but it really began to kind of think through, you know what really is important and i'm i'm really grateful for COVID. to be honest i'm really grateful to be able to get this shift to be able to spend time with my with my husband and to really think about what is important in life and family certainly family and friends are important you know and making that a priority when I feel like I really didn't do that throughout my career. I mean, when you're, when you have kids and you're building a company and in in a career and you're married, you know, you're, I just kind of felt through the whole time that you're just always letting somebody down. You're letting work down, your kids down, you know, you're just not able to give everybody a hundred percent. You're just juggling it. And so we began to look at how can we spend more time with family and we met with you know of course your financial advisors you know, and kind of go through that and and um you know uh people like you know you can you probably you you guys can and like i didn't believe it at first so i of course got a second opinion even though tim had you know seven spreadsheets every different way convincing me you know i'm like you know and then you can and then when we realized that we just sat down and went why wouldn't we and I'm a personality that's kind of all in. So when Joe, when Joe and Jason Moss said to me, um, you know what, you know, maybe you can contract or maybe you want to just scale back a little bit, you know, is that something of interest? And I just said, I don't know, but I do know myself and I'm kind of in this next chapter, I want to be all in. I don't want to be doing something and then have to get back for a two o'clock conference call commitment that I made, you know, so Um, I want to put family and friends as the priority and just be all in and see what that's like. And I, I don't think mentally or emotionally I would have gotten there had COVID not happened, which is why, um, I just, for me, COVID was really a good thing, you know, to really sit back and ponder because you, when you're on the hamster wheel doing the work, it's really hard to, to think from that perspective. And it was, I'm really grateful for it.
4: I would say that you're probably one of the few people uh, who who would say that they're grateful for Covid, but I do love the story. <laughs> um, i want to I want to come back for a second because one of one of the things that I, I admire most about about Corey is your promotion of other people. and And what I mean by that is is Cory is fantastic, and she's she's wonderful to hang out with. And um all three of us have thousands of stories, and other people have probably thousands more but you are one of those folks who you see someone and you see something in someone else and you're like, you need to go talk to them or we need to have this person on stage or this person needs to write this. Um, at QSC, you introduced me to Ana who I just think the world of and I, I appreciate the introduction. You've promoted folks like Randy Alvarado. Uh, you've promoted uh, you know, Kelly Perkins, Megan, You know, some, several people. Talk for a second about the importance of not just women in the industry certainly that that is one of your titles right but just the the importance of promoting others in service of 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 you know just you know being a good human but also in in service of the of the community and of the industry
0: well first of all thanks for the kind words and i'd probably say that i've not always been that way right because i think you go through phases in your career when it's like you just want to be seen you know and and i also think as a Young woman in the industry. There are times when you know you're not seen. You know, I actually read something on Twitter today where it said like this woman is talking to a repairman, and he's he's intrigued, and there she's having this great interaction with him. Then her husband shows shows up, conversation shifts, goes automatically to her husband, right? And she's like, so she made the decision to hire a different repairman, right? Um, so, I mean, that was just something I read the, this morning. But so I would say that I probably wasn't always like that because I think all of us, we just want to be seen and we all just want to contribute. Um, you know, so I'm not really sure how I got there, Tim, but I feel like early on in my career, I wasn't seen and there were people that could have uplifted me and maybe didn't. And so that kind of caused me when you when you have, when you're walking in somebody else's shoes and you see that and you come across to other people, that you know would be better suited, you know, for AV Nation to interview or to be on a panel or, you know, uh, etc. cetera. It, I just feel it's a, it's an obligation to put other people forth, you know, and what is shocking to me is, let's just talk about a few things like Anna at QSC. This woman is so accomplished, but yet most of the industry doesn't really know her. And I mean, I I just, I've tried, like I've nominated her probably five times for the AV Women's Award for Infocom, and she didn't get it selected, you know, and I, and I feel guilty about that because it's about how you write the nomination forms, you know, because all they have to go off of is how you write it. But it's like, how can this woman not get that, right? Um, So, and there's just so many um, young and, I don't know, there's just so many other people that the industry doesn't know, but yet should know, because... And it's kind of also, you know, at this age of being in this industry for, for this long, it's time to take, take a step back, to be honest. There's so many, like even on my own uh, immediate little working team within QSC, these people are so fabulous. And so much smarter and faster than I am. And I think at this point, you know, when you kind of been in it a while, I mean, I'm noticing, it. like, it, it took me, it's taken me a while, even on this immediate team, to learn some of these new things that my team is working on. Because it's, you know, I'm just I'm just older and slower at this point, you know? Um, and I, I think I saw that when I started my career as well. There were people kind of at the tail end of their career. And, you know, sometimes people hang on a little too long, you know? And I just thought, you know, um... I want to I want to get out before I become that, you know, as as well. So I don't know really how to answer that question, Tim. You know, it's just that there are a lot of people we did an exercise at QSC once and it, we do many things at QSC that are that the that are so amazing. Like we do a mini MBA program uh, when I joined. There's lots of times where they bring in an outside consultant to have people understand what their purpose is. And I was in this workshop and it was, I was really intimidated because I was new at QSC and it was a workshop to figure out what your purpose is, you know? And so just you can kind of understand where your strengths are and, you know, what you're really good at. And Joe Pham was in my work group and I was nervous about that because he's the CEO. And even though he's, you know, kind of a cool unassuming, you know, really approachable guy, still, this is getting really, you're vulnerable because you're really opening up in this intimate small group. And, uh, but what was cool is the outcome of it was my, I'm a connector. That's what I learned through this little workshop. It's like, I'm a connector. And Joe fam's like, you are a connector. I can totally see that. And I'm like, I can too. And I was really proud of that. And and I want to be that.
5: And you are that. And, Through your work you've introduced so many people to so many good things and one of the groups that treasures that is hetma so we're going to run a clip from joe way
8: hey corey oh my gosh what an amazing career and achievements you have had um this is just an honor to talk to you because you know when i moved from live events into higher education you were the one who said just the inspiring things that i needed in order to know that I could be successful. There are people that come into your life all the time. um, And then there's others who come into your life and change it for the better. And that has been you. I know that I wouldn't be successful if it weren't for the encouragement you have always given and shown to me personally. And I cannot thank you enough for that. And that's why Hetma has been so proud. And the second we heard that you were uh, retiring, that we wanted to name one of our prison scholarships in your honor. And we could not imagine a better thing to do to have our inaugural scholarship, the Corey Schaefer uh, Scholarship for the Prism uh, Women and Underrepresented Demographics, because you have been that inspiration to everyone in this industry. We love you. You will be missed. Um, but we are all in a better place and a better industry because of you.
0: Really? Back at you.
8: I hate
4: saying that I I agree with Joe Way, but I agree with Joe Way. <laughs>
0: Joe, he actually, we were at a Vixen Women's Council event at QSC, and I told, I pulled him aside to tell him I was retiring, and um, it was like, at that event, he's just like, oh my god, when this is public, you know, let me know, because here's what I'd like to do, is put forth to the board naming a scholarship after you, and I am just like, oh my god, I mean, I, that night on my, as I was leaving the event, I couldn't wait to call Tim Schaefer, and go, guess what, you know, I saw I mean, I haven't known Joe that long, but um, I've got to tell you, I feel like he's inspiring and so motivating. I first met him at a Nam show. I was there uh, in the QSC booth, and he came by. He was doing a you know video of products for um, in, in higher ed or whatever, and didn't did an interview. And I kind of flubbed it. You know, I didn't really know the product that well. I kind of flubbed it, and so I'm like, "Can we do a retake?" You know, um, and yeah, he. I love. I love Joe Way, And I, this means so much to me, actually. It's quite an honor.
5: Hetma isn't the only group that you've done work for. You've done so much for Avixa. And we'll talk about the Avixa Women's Council later. But uh, talk about your work with Avixa and serving on the board and how you, I, I mean, humble brag about how you created change there, because I think you've changed a lot.
0: So uh, when I was on the board, it was called Infocom and, um, as, an or- as an association. And I was so honored to be nominated to serve on the board because they appoint some members and then uh, nominate some. And it was like the first year where they went from a really large board down to, tw- uh, I think there were 12. And um, it was great. And I was excited um, really selfishly for myself because to learn from these board members you know, and these people that were um, just really doing amazing things in the industry. And so um, I actually served two terms on the board, and I felt like my first term was all really about learning. And uh, because when you serve, it's about, you know, managing the budget and the, you know, the direction of the association and all of that. And it was, um, you know, a really large budget, you know, and really large responsibility and it was really great to serve. Um, And then I felt like my first year, I mostly learned and didn't contribute enough. Um, And then um, that second year, I kind of clicked in and go, okay, I got it, you know, and began to uh, be very vocal and and not just, you know, kind of go along with things. Because I feel like whenever we're invited to serve around especially a a board, you have an obligation to um, not just agree with everything, but create a little bit of um, uh, good dialogue, right? So that that uh, we challenge some of the decisions so that uh, we get good decisions um, out of uh, decisions being challenged and having good discussion around it and uh, Being on the board, man, did I make some lifelong friendships, you know, so one of them was um, well, I've got several I mean Mark Valente, who is uh, started the Sexton Group, he's now uh, then he was N five and he's since retired. Um, he's you know he's a consultant and if you know consultants in this industry, they're like lawyers, their time is billable, right? So um, I had missed the orientation because I was somewhere else, and so they send you this huge binder, and so I called Mark, who is chairman of the board, and I asked if he would he would onboard me and help me get up to speed. He gave me again. Billable hours. Mark Valente gave me um, probably a good two hours, and um, I was able to ask all these, you know, questions. And he was—he did it in a way where um, I, I felt comfortable asking any question, and he just made my time on there just really great. And then at that time, also Jay Regina was on the board, um, Tony Warner was on the board, Scott Walker was on the board, uh, Matt Emerson was on the board, who's amazing. Um, I mean. Just to be able to interact with, you know, Jim Ford was on the board, right? So to be able to interact with them um, in a manner of the association and leaving your own business and your own self-interest at the door was an incredible experience. And I'm so grateful, you know, that I had it. And I'm so grateful I got that, you know, second term um, as well. And and what's so awesome is we're still this great you know, group that just connects. matter of fact, you know, um, Mark Valente sent an email out, I think it was last week, and he had found some old swag from a, 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 an Infocom event or a VIX event that had happened in Russia. And kind of talking, he was sending this email out to this group of us who we served together, and he was just talking about what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, and, and gee, I don't know whether I should... Throw these out now, right? Or you know, kind of what I should do, and it just kind of created this dialogue. But I was able to kind of chime in and say, "Hey, Mark, guess what? You know, I'm retiring," and uh, he's he retired just a couple of years ago. So he came back with all this really wonderful advice for me, um, which you know I'm taking it in, you know for sure. And then I could see some latecomers coming in, you know. So um, so that time was really great, and just you know, Avixa. Well, our industry in general is about community. We have this great community, right? It feels like a family reunion when we all get together because we are a family. Um, but when you volunteer to serve on a, and I think one of the reasons maybe why I was elected and served on the board was I first served on the Manufacturing Council. And that's where I first met Randy Bagman. He was leading it and um, he was the chairman of the council. So, um, you know, I'm vocal. I get on and I get to know Randy. And then we're really focused, you know, what can we do for manufacturers within the association? And so that was such a great experience. And then being able to serve on the board and then, um, you know, kind of exiting out here with the Avixa Women's Council. um, And, you know, just we're about community. And so getting in and volunteering and serving the community, what I can say is that I got so much more out of it than what I gave because the generosity of the community, you know, I mean, it's like the gift that keeps on giving, you know, I mean, once they get to know you, um, and then something comes up in business and you can reach out, you've now got these really great relationships. It really, I definitely got so much more out of the volunteer opportunities that I had than, than I gave, I think.
5: I know you feel that way, but I don't know that others feel that way because Uh, Dave Lobuskis had some wonderful things to say about you and your contributions to Avixa. So let's roll that clip.
2: Corey, I'm so happy for you. I know that you have worked your entire career to get to a point where you could stop working. And what an amazing career it's been. The capabilities and talent that you've shared both technically and from a business perspective for the industry have made the AV industry uh, a better industry, a more professional industry. That's about the industry. As far as a is concerned, I, I only have a few seconds to talk to you and to list everything you've given to our industry and our association, uh, would take a day would take days, um, your contributions, um, uh, for everything that you've done, uh, for the women's group, for our board, uh, just in general, making the industry a more loving and joyful place uh, has been amazing. And uh, selfishly from myself, I just want to say thank you. I remember meeting you for the first time in the boardroom about four hours after I had started in this job. And I thought to myself after meeting you that that's an amazing person and someone that is full of energy and passion and sincere caring and authenticity and what i experienced in that first introduction to you has carried through in every time that we've interacted and i thank you for making my life richer during your time in this industry and hope that you have a joyous and wonderful experience in the next chapter of your life
0: thank you dave
2: Continuing uh, you know, under the rubric of
6: Avixa, I want to talk a, a, a bunch more about the Avixa Women's Council. I think it's such an important organization. I know you, Corey, have been a mentee of many during your career, and you've been a mentor to many. And I think that uh, it's important to you, it's important to the industry as a whole to invite more women in, show them a path to success show them that people can be, you know, world changers in the context of the AV community. So can you talk a little bit about the vision of the Avixa Women's Council, what your contributions to it have been, what you've taken away from it, and how you feel like it's going to make a difference on a long-term basis, even after you've left the industry, to show those paths to success, to diversify our industry? Okay, well,
0: there are a lot of questions, there are a lot of things to comment on there, Dan, so so I'll (laughs) do my best. So, um... What I learned by serving on the Manufacturers Council and serving on the board is that our industry is a volunteer industry. So uh, I remember going to an Infocom show and doing the Avixa Women's Council or women's breakfast. And it had been you know, maybe one or two years, maybe even three when we did those. And I I remember leaving InfoCom that experience in June, and here I started at QSC in October of that same year, so it was 2015, I remember that year. And I'm thinking, this Vixen Women's Breakfast is so awesome, right? We get to connect, we usually, you know, we have a great speaker, and we get to see these other women in, in a room, and men supporting women in this room you know, how, I want to do this more than once a year. Why don't we carry it on? You know, and I, I'm talking to myself like, you know, a VIXA needs to, you know, do that. And then I just kind of paused myself and said, a VIXA is made up of volunteers, right? So things happen in an association when volunteers get together and decide to do something. So I didn't ask for permission. I uh, just decided to go for it. I thought, okay, I'm going to hold a local group because we should be meeting locally. We should be doing this all year long. Why aren't we? And so uh, I didn't really know the culture of QSC very well because I'd just gotten there and I wanted to do it. So, uh, but I thought if we're gonna get together, we're gonna need to have drinks, et cetera. And some companies don't allow drinks on-prem. I've since learned that's not a problem at QSC, but I didn't know it then. And you know, I didn't want to come in as the newbie and, and ask that, so I just wanted to do it. So I call up my pal Randy Pagnan at RP Visual and I say, hey Randy, Here's what I want to do. So I want to use your venue and um, we're going to bring in drinks, you know, et cetera. And I want to I want to carry on what we did at Infocom locally. And he goes, I think it's a great idea. And matter of fact, I'm going to um, I'm going to give you uh, Brandy Alvarado now Brandy Alvarado Miranda. So I'm like, awesome. He goes, she'll help you. So that's also how I got connected with Brandy. So not only did she help, but right, she's been amazing and basically took over, which was awesome. So we did that first meeting and the first one was a kind of a networking event. We had probably, I don't know, 16 to 18 uh, women show up. And it was just like, okay, here's the idea. Let's get together on a regular basis locally. But what do we wanna do? You know, So this is all of us. So collectively, what, what are you guys interested in? Um, and, and it just kind of began from there, and now we're like at 60-ish uh, groups globally, which is super cool because we just started it in Southern California, and um, and then Brandy became the chair of the Avixa Women's Council, and you know we're off to the races, you know, etc. So, you know, such a great experience to do it once a year, but it's much better experience when you can do it all year. And then again during COVID, a lot of these events were uh, virtual, so. You could be, instead of just doing your Southern California event, you could do the New York event as well. You could, you know, you could do whatever event, you know, and it's just kind of, you know, expanded and, you know, now they're cruising. So, um, I think it's, uh, it's really important to, um, as Dan, you and I talked earlier in the month, kind of about women in the industry and yeah, it's been a passion of mine. It's been a fight that I've always fought and, um, I started it when I first started my career, which was 1988, and I was asked to be on a council at the AES convention, the Audio Engineering Society, and to talk about women, how do we get more women in, and I began to kind of start to think about it then, and I'm really grateful that that happened so early on in my career, because it began to really think about it, because I was new to the industry, completely green, wet behind the ears, Um, but it planted a seed, and Then when I served on my council, I think the number of women in the industry, it was like single digits. Now, you know, I'm hearing numbers of we're double digit, but we're still low double digit. And this really bothers me because I have two daughters. I've been in this industry since 1988. I've been fighting the fight and we're still like 14%. Are you kidding me? Like I had said I wanted to exit with the numbers being more like 52%. And, you know, some people giggle and smile, but think about the global makeup of the world. That is a realistic number and that's what it should be. And so that is my biggest disappointment that we're, you know, 14%? Are you kidding me? After, again, 1988, boom, 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 boom. It has always been there. And I've always been, you know, and I think the last, you know, maybe 2020. I think we started to see finally a little bit of a hockey, you know, a lot more attention, you know, we're, we're seeing it. And um, I felt like at ISE this year, quite honestly, walking the halls, I saw more women than ever. And I had, okay, I've had so many awesome experiences from ISE with women um, that I'll, I'll share, we can cut it out if we like. But one of them was, um, I had just taken my grandson to Legoland, he's super into Legos and um i had taken him to legoland and i I was more excited probably than anybody uh to take him so then following that i go to isc and um my husband who i adore um was in the elevator Uh, i went over to the show he was in the elevator of our hotel he's coming down there's this woman in the elevator with him so he's like hey you here for the convention yeah i'm here for the convention Uh, he goes hey i'm gonna get a taxi you want to taxi over together and she goes well i'm actually going to stop at a lego store before i head over and uh then i'm headed over and he goes like you're going to a lego store he tells me, i just went to lego blah, blah 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 and she goes yeah i work for lego and i'm like what you know and then uh, she says um nobody take leads from this interview but basically she sa- says um we're i'm in charge of digital transformation for all the lego retail stores right so digital signage um you know the the music in the stores you know kind of like all this stuff and so she said do you have any advice about who i should see and he goes boy do i you gotta go see my wife who works for qsc they have this platform called qsis okay it was great and then he snaps it with me introduces my email you know and we connect this woman is phenomenal man she is she is young she is smart she came out of like cdw distribution and now she's got this amazing role okay so super connection there another funny one, again, Tim Shaver, so, um, he comes to me at the show, and I'm working the Google Meet booth, and he says, hey, here's a card, and he said, I met this woman, and she, her, I don't want to flub it, uh, but it's, um, she's about women in live music, um, or live events, and I know, like, Shure's a sponsor, and she was, she was, has a survey that she wants people to contribute to the survey cuz she's trying to get data. So he said, "Oh, I want to introduce you to my wife." Um but she's, you know, over in Hall too, you know, at the Google stand and, you know, blah blah blah. And he had given me her card and he said, "Um it'd be really great if you guys could try to connect." And so I'm like, "Yeah, I'll try, you know, but you know, I was busy." Well, So I'm leaving it for the trade show and I I step out to get a taxi and they're like, no taxi. So I'm I'm like thinking about, I'm waving one down and I get one. And then I see this woman in the corner of my eye and I said, hey, are you headed over to the convention center? She said, I am. I said, come on, share a taxi. So we're in the taxi, we're cruising to the show. And um, she says to me, um, I ask her who she's with. She's telling me about her cause and what she's doing. And um, I'm like, oh, so cool. You know, cause I'm involved with women of a VIXA. And um, then um, she said, who do you work for? I said, QSC. She goes, is your husband work for Alan Heath? And is his name Tim? I go, it is. She said, i met him yesterday and she said he said we should get together so how awesome was that that we're like able to share this taxi together right so then that night i send off an email to susan and brandy and um tammy um with the vixen women's council for the local southern california group i go here's their survey we gotta help them get their numbers up you know um let's spread the word you know through our groups you know etc so um I I am seeing more women, certainly, and again, at ISE was really a great experience, but we need more women sitting around the boardroom table, right? It needs to be half of the room, not one or two. It needs to be half of the room, and we need to see women in leadership roles, not just supportive roles, you know, Um, and I would say that, yep, been focused on it, did a lot, but not enough because I'm, I'm really regretful that we don't have higher numbers. It's, I'm really regretful for
6: that. I think it's a wonderful thing, though, that people like Brandy, people like you have meaningfully bent the arc. There's still so much more to be done, but I think you've successfully bent the arc. And I think we're on a trajectory that in some number of years in the future, we're going to get to that parity that we need to achieve.
0: Let's have those be single digit years, OK? <laughs> single digit years.
6: I, I believe Megan has uh, some, some comments from Brandy, uh, correct?
0: Yeah. Let's
5: roll the clip, Mitchell.
1: Corey. It's been my honor to work alongside you over the last six years building the Women's Council. Many don't know the story, but in 2015, I was working at RPV and Corey was at Listen at the time. We collaborated annually on an Infocom consultants event where I was the event coordinator and you and, and the marketer as well. That event went so well that lo and behold, Corey asked if I could help coordinate a woman of Infocom or win as we were originally called <clears throat> event. Corey, you persuaded me to take on a huge role during the women's uh, of Infocom's first networking event. I immediately was nervous thinking that I was biting off far more than I could chew. And I can honestly say that I've had that feeling ever since, kind of. <laughs> I've contemplated this many times as I became a leader on the council, then the chair and on the membership services committee now with your encouragement. Why did I take all this on? Why? All I can say was, uh, and and is, is that it was really all Corey's fault. She encouraged me um, to do so. Uh, Your enthusiasm, strength, poise are so contagious. Um, I've said this so many times, but I want to grow up to be just like you. Um, During one mentoring session, I'll never forget. You asked me what my why is. Why? You know, what's your why? At that time, I was still thinking that I'd taken on far too much and that I wasn't accomplishing much as I had hoped um, as the Council Chair. But you sat me down and you gave me some feedback that I'll never forget. You said that anything I wanted, I could do. You told me to go for it, that everything that I needed was within my power, and that all I had to do was just take the leap, you know, and not look back. Fail forward, you said. That's easier said than done, but I did. I took the leap and I took on more and more and I was amazed how incredible that felt. You've taught me so much, but failing forward is probably the best lesson and the greatest gift that you taught me. So Corey, I'm gonna give you the same advice. Take the leap. I know that you are scared shitless <laughs> to retire, but you deserve this and so much more. You have done so much for everyone um, in this council, um, for the women in the uh, AV industry, and um, I just want to thank you for all your contributions and for being my friend, mentor, inspiration, and confidant. I wish you all the best, and I love you so much. Her
0: nails look great, too. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I'll say to back at Brandy, back at you. I mean, you know, we got paired. You were uh, VIXA put this mentoring program together, and as we began talking about it, I just said, Brandy, um, you're my mentor, because she has skills that I just don't. And she's also, she's just super real and we'll, we'll say it straight up. And we also have this trust. And so we're just like, I don't know if we're allowed to do, I don't, I'm not sure if this is what Avixa had in mind because we already know each other and we are already kind of tied. But we did it. And what was cool about the Avixa um, mentoring program is that it was formal, right? So it caused you to meet, you know, on a regular basis and kind of follow a guideline. And, um, and it was great. And she's contributed a ton to me and is now, and she is my personal friend, you know. Um, and uh, even though I'm exiting the industry, I'm keep, obviously keeping the friendships, you know, going. So I'm sure I'll still be, you know, pinging her with, you know, needing advice and, and stuff. Cause she's, she's just really been amazing. And our industry has um, gotten so much out of her leadership. I mean, wow. I mean, she. Wow, she has done so much, and even though she's now not the chair, uh, she's just still right in there, you know. And she's done so much to help, you know, the other two chairs, you know, fill her, fill her very big shoes. She's, she's an amazing one.
4: So Corey, as as we kind of wrap this up, uh, this is not the end uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Take a look back, and 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 either, either give yourself. Your, your 20-something self some advice or give a 20-something uh, woman in the industry who's starting out now advice on, on what 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 do you what would you hope to to uh, impart to somebody who's just starting out?
0: I think Brandy kind of said it right of uh, fail forward right? So kind of like what do you have to lose? So many of us we are our biggest obstacle so we have to get out of our own way and Seek help from this wonderful community we have in this industry of people because um, every time I reached out to somebody for advice or help, they were right there and willing to give it. So be have the courage to reach out and have the courage to fail forward. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, you know, I've kind of always said, um, even though my career in this industry has been really important to me, but. It's just AV we're not in a life you know we're not saving lives here you know I mean it's it's just it's just AV so what is the worst thing that can happen so and if you fail, we all learn so much more than by things that don't go well than things that go perfectly well right so just be willing and have the courage to kind of step out of that comfort zone because it feels good and um, and you'll be better for it.
4: All right, uh, to 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 really kind of put a bow on this, we've got a handful of folks who uh, who also wanted to say something, and these this is a group of people that you've had an impact on the most, I would say, over the last thirty or or, or forty years of your life. So, Mitchell,
5: hey Corey, hey, we're so proud of you, so excited for you. You are just a strong, inspiring role model, Corey. Without you and your guidance, I wouldn't have found my career in the audio
0: industry and doing installations um you're one of the most encouraging thoughtful people thank you for everything you've done and that you continue to do for us
5: like sarah said with your guidance you have taught us to be strong women and not only do you lift up the people in the av industry but your friends and family can always count on you for selfless love and that's just you that's just you coco you're awesome Not only are we so proud of you, we are so excited for all the babysitting we'll
3: be doing. Yay! We love you, you Corey, girl. Hello, Karina. Wow, this is such an amazing time. I've been so inspired by all your friends in the industry, showing their love and support for you and congratulating you on your next phase in life. But mostly, I've been inspired by you. Every day since the day I've met you, you continue to impress. Your love of life and passion for your friends in the industry is truly awe-inspiring. Your industry friends know you as passionate, kind, supportive, and willing to do whatever it takes to help your friends with whatever they need. And I know this to be true. You truly are something special in this world. A force of nature is a term used a lot when people talk about you, and I believe that. You light up the room just by walking into it. You're incredibly kind and supportive of everyone you meet. I can't speak for the whole industry, but for you, or for me, and for our children, You've given us so much love and joy. You've already changed our lives so much. You've been an amazing role model for our children, and they love you for it. These last 30 years with you has been nothing short of amazing, and I'm excited to spend the next phase with you. Thank you for being, well, for being you and for being my best friend. I adore you, and I love you so much. See you soon. Mm -hmm.
0: Nice wrap-up, guys. Nice wrap-up. Wow. And they kept it a secret because I know when Sarah was down here, because um, th- that's in Sally's house.
4: So the, the first two voices, if you're listening to the audio version of that, was, was Corey's daughters, uh, two their kids. Uh, and then, of course, is the young man that uh, at least Corey has referred to since I've known her as her boyfriend.
0: Mr. Tim Schaefer. Best thing that ever happened to me.
4: I'd argue that he would say the same thing about you.
0: Thank you, guys. Still tearing up.
5: I think um, you've just had such an impact on everyone I know in the industry, so I just want to say thank you and I love you. And This is not goodbye.
0: It's It's see you later. See you later. All it is is I've been telling my pizza QSC, this is not a goodbye. Please. It's just see you later.
6: And I know, Corey, that it's really core to you to be about the A V community. You're very relationship oriented. And I think it's kind of fitting that, you know, ostensible competitors like Launchcode and A V Nation and Commercial Integrator all coming together in a unified front as an A V community to celebrate you as, you know, a vanguard and a leader in the community. So I feel like it's it's of a piece with what you stand for. It's about people coming together as one.
8: Dan,
0: I adore you.
4: Wait, wait, wait a minute. You guys are, you guys are competitors? Crap. i screwed up again. All right. No,
0: front of me. I adore you all. Thank you so much. Thank you,
4: man. At, at this point in, in these broadcasts, I typically say something about following people. Go follow Corey on, on Twitter. I don't care about the rest of us. Um, she has uh, daily inspiring quotes and, and, and I, I have no doubt that she'll continue those in the RV or wherever she is in the world. So, um, Megan, go ahead and and tell folks where they can find you.
5: You can find me at ravepubs.com and lunch.com backslash lunch code. That's L A V N C H. And on Twitter at Megan A. Dutta. But like Tim said, this is about Corey. So please go follow Corey and connect with her and congratulate her.
6: Mr. Freezy? I second that. Primarily just follow Corey, but if you do want to find me, you can always go to commercialintegrator.com. And if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Dan Farisi Edit where I retweet and share a lot of Corey's stuff because it's better than mine. Uh, Corey, I, I...
0: Please follow me into retirement. Woo!
6: You have the last word on that. Um,
0: please follow me into retirement. Seriously, <laughs> it's going to be a blast.
4: Alright, uh, That's the way we are. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this is Tom Albrecht for Aviation. Nation. That young lady is Corey Shaver and had a big impact on all of us here.